0: All right. UFC 284 pretty much we all know Islam Makhachev versus Alexander Volkanovski. I'm just going to talk about the co-main event and the main event. I'm not going to get into the the undercard. Um yeah. I would like to do more of just covering the whole card, but um yeah, I've been busy with other stuff. So anyways, um let's let's just start with the co-main event. Josh Emmett versus Yair Rodriguez, okay, so listening to some of the breakdowns so far, everyone keeps saying that Josh Emmett has to take it to the ground, I don't see Josh Emmett winning, blase, 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 blah. but the people don't understand is it's like, Yair, you know, there. it's kind of clear who everyone's rooting for, you know, Yair is the poster child, you know, people seem to, there's people seem to forget when he came onto the scene, everyone touted him as the next big thing, and... You know, and and to just bring up the point that I'm making, to bring up the point that I had thought when I was out getting my burrito, was the UFC is trying to cash in on an opportunity and in a market that they've been having they've been trying to crack for a long time now, which is the Hispanic market. Um, everybody knows the Hispanic community are big fight fans, just look at boxing. So, um, They've been trying to crack that market for a while now. They weren't successful, of course, weren't successful with it. They tried with King Velasquez. We all saw how that worked out. But um, and they're also trying to do what they did before with the effort Af- with uh, Francis and Adesanya and Uzman when they were promoting him as the three kings, you know, or better yet, the three African kings. That's a better way to describe it. You know, the three African kings. You know, that's how they were being promoted, and. So that's pretty much what they're trying to do here, with which is why you have Yair Rodriguez getting a getting a fight, a big fight like this. Alexis Angrosso getting a big fight like this against Valentinov Shevchenko. It's pretty. Obvi- I mean, it's pretty obvious what they're doing. They're trying to crack a market and take advantage of an opportunity that they see. Um, will it work out? Well. Nothing is certain in the world of fighting, and as we've seen this many times, when the UFC tries to pump up somebody who they think is the next John Jones, it never works out. So it's obvious why a lot of people are picking Yair to win because of the once again, he's the guy, he's the he's the guy, he's the he's the star or the star in the making. Kind of hence why people were biased. I pointed this out bias with other fighters, but in this case, but. People don't understand it's like Josh Emmett stylistically this is this is a rough fight for Yair. Like this is this is a rough fight because if Josh Emmett fights smart, he goes to the body, he doesn't let Yair lock his feet whatsoever. He doesn't let Yair set. He keeps putting him on his toes. Yair's in for a long night. And the other thing too is is like the way Yair... For Yair, it's very simple. Stick and move. Just just stick 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 and move. Stick and move, stick and move, score points. And, you know, just stick and move, stick and move, score points. Because it's very clear that in the later rounds, he doesn't do well. We saw this in his fight. Like, everyone keeps saying, like, oh, he did great. In the, you know, he, he's been in five-round fights. Okay, well, once again, okay, he's been in five-round fights, but... It's the performance that matters. And when you look at his performances in five-round fights, he slows down tremendously. He slows down because, you know, he uses so much dynamic movement. Now, is it a good idea for Josh Emmett to, like, ride the rounds? I mean, we saw this even in a three-round fight, you know, when he fought Jeremy Stevens that second time. He slowed down in the third. <laughs> it was a three-round fight, and he was already slowing down, you know, and he was only a three-round fight, so... Now, is it a good idea for Josh Emmett to ride the rounds and take it into the later rounds? No, because as we saw with the likes of Jeremy Stevens, just sitting there taking the damage and waiting for him to slow down isn't going to work out. Because you're going to be so beat up, you're not going to have the energy or be able to – you're just not going to have the energy to do anything significant, you know, because – you know it takes a lot of energy taking damage. It take, taking damage takes a lot of energy out of you versus giving it. So that's not a good idea. For Josh Emmett, it's very simple. You know, keep him on the balls of his toes, rip to the body, don't don't chase the head. If you're going to throw to the head, fake to the head and then rip to the body. You know, and and if you're going to throw a combination, start from the body and work your way up. A good example would be Jessica Andrade. Like, that's exactly how Jessica Andrade, when you look at Jessica Andrade, when she strikes, she never goes straight to the head. She always works from the body and up. The only time she goes to the head is unless the head is in the position, for is in position. But um, you know, in the early days, she used to head hunt. But as time went on, she started realizing, okay, I'm the shorter fighter. I can't just head hunt. I got to be smarter. And you and you saw that, you know, just rip to the body, straight to the head. If the head's in position, rip to the head. And that's pretty much what Josh Emmett has to do. And if you're gonna throw a if you're gonna throw a shot to the head, faint to the head, go to the body. And that's pretty much. And that's pretty much what it pretty much what it is. That's what Josh Evans has to do. You know, he's the shorter fighter. He's got the power, and definitely he's got the stamina. He can keep the pace, and that's a, and that's the one major thing that is going to be very significant in this fight. Because unless Yair can control the pace, Emmett's going to be on his ass. And when you have somebody like Emmett who doesn't slow down, who's constantly on your ass you know, who's constantly on your ass, constantly being active. It's hard. It's hard to, you know, stay calm and it's hard, you know, it's hard to stay calm and it's hard to like, you know, it's it's hard to stay calm and it's hard to keep that pace up because, you know, you're just there, – there's so much activity going on and so much pressure. So for for that case, that's that's pretty much what Yahir has to be aware of. And looking at Yair's fights, I mean – you know, he's looking at Yair's fights. You know, he, I mean, he still kind of does the same stuff that he does. He just goes right into the fire. He doesn't try to really be as technical, you know, and a lot of that I think is just due to the whole Mexican pride thing, which is good, but it can also be a double edged sword, you know, as we've seen with guys who are mentally tough. So, uh, yeah, so I think a lot of people are a lot of people are giving Yair like way too much of a pass like i don't think they see how i, I don't think people really see how it's really the opposite you know it, it's re- it's really the opposite and the thing is too it's like you also have to think too like um we haven't seen him fight like a short fighter you know like since Frankie Eiger that's also another thing to take into account and Frankie Yeager, you know got on the inside fairly quick I mean, I mean, I don't think we've ever, yeah, I don't think we've ever seen him fight a guy who's around the same height, a short fighter, since Frankie Edgar, and that's a telling thing. Most of his opponents have all been around average height or his height, so that's something to really take into account. I I just don't think people really see that it's actually the exact opposite for Yair. It's actually the exact opposite for Yair versus. You know, being—I'm sorry—I don't think people really understand that. I don't think people really understand that it's actually the exact opposite for Yair when it comes to being the underdog versus Josh Emmett. I think you will. Once again, it's just once again, Yair is the guy. He, but but I get it. I get why people are doing it. You know, he's the guy. He's the next star. He's the you know right now. He's the guy. He's the next star. You know, I I absolutely get it. I get why they're all pulling for him. It's not based off of technique or performance or skill. It's just based off of, you know, star power. He's a Mexican. You know, the UFC is, is trying to crack that market. They're trying to crack that market and at the same time be a little progressive. Wink, wink, nodge nodge. So, I mean, <laughs> no, no surprise there. Same reason why, you know. As I've spoken before about Sugar Shot O'Malley, how everybody's praising him—it's he's the star, he's the guy with the star power. They're gonna be biased toward him. He's the star, he's the star power, he's popular. They're gonna be biased toward him, you know. Um, excuse me. You know they're gonna be biased toward him because of because of that. Because of that fact. And that's the same thing with y'all here. You know, he's got the star power. He's he's got the he's a guy who's got the star power. You know, he's popular, you know. Well, I wouldn't say to a certain degree. I well, yeah, yeah. He he's he in between him and Josh Emmett, he's more popular. So, anyways, um, but yeah, so this fight is actually more closely contested than people think. I think Josh Emmett, I mean Josh Emmett coming early to Australia, I think was a good move you know getting acclimated early um, i really think people are underestimating in Josh Emmett i think the 5 round fight benefits Josh Emmett more than it does Yair and i think you know unless unless Yair can take Josh Emmett out early or be technical and stick and move that'd be great but Yair doesn't have the best movement when it comes to circling out and getting away and as I said before, as the fight goes on, he tends to slow down, you know, because he does so much dynamic movement. So, I mean, for Josh Emmett, I mean, if he plays his cards right, and once again, same thing for him, if he plays his cards right and he approached this fight very, you know, technically, technical and strategic, you know, Yair's going to get, dro- is just going to get dropped or just battered, you know, throughout the entirety of the fight, Um but if he tries to, you know, headhunt and make it a brawl, is going to beat him, you know? It's just, it's it's kind of, that's, that's kind of really what it comes down to is who's going to be the technical strategic guy and who's going to be the brawler. Because both of these guys seem to have a, have a tendency to brawl. But this is one of those fights where it's like, if you brawl, the other guy's going to win. So, <laughs> so yeah, but this is a very closely contested fight, more so than people are giving it credit for. Um... So, whew, So the main event, uh, which, pff, I mean, it's a crime that it's not getting this much attention. Islam Makashev versus Alexander Volkanovsky. This is a fight where, I mean, a lot of people think Islam is going to smash Volkanovsky. And rightly so. I mean, when you see how Islam just kind of, I mean... <laughs> I don't I don't even need to like explain to you how dominant this guy is. Just look up his last fight, Charles Oliveira and that that just says it all. So, um the thing with, with with Islam. So the so there's a couple of questions here and there's one particular question that Dan Hardy hit it right on the head. And the first question is is can Islam take him down? Because I've said this numerous of times. It's easy taking down somebody who doesn't, who, 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 it's easy to take down a target that's standing right in front of you. But if you're trying to take now, but if somebody's a moving target, it becomes a whole different ball game. You know, we've seen that before. Guys like, you know, uh, Dominic Cruz, Mighty Mouse, Holly Holm, Anderson Silva, guys who utilize movement, you know, Wonder Boy Thompson, Lyoto Machida, guys who utilize movement, to get out of the way of takedowns. And we've seen how that we've seen how that works out. It's a lot harder to try to hit or take down a moving target than a target that's standing right in front of you. It's very hard. So that's one big question is how is Islam going to fare against a moving target? You know, the other question is, you know, how is Islam going to fare against somebody who has a lower, who's natural, who naturally has a lower center of gravity. That's also another big one. You know, because Volkanovski is short he's he's the shorter fighter. So his center of gravity is naturally lower compared to the fighters that Islam's been fighting who have to physically lower themselves where you know Volkanovski he's just naturally there. So you have to think like how is that going to work for how is that going to work for Islam when Going for takedowns. And Josh Thompson made a good point about that, saying that because, you know, Volkanovsky is the shorter fighter and his center of gravity is naturally lower to the ground, he might resort to upper body takedowns. And if that were and if that's the case, that may be that may work out in Volkanovsky's favor, because once again, he's you know, he's the shorter fighter and he can use that to his advantage when defending takedowns. You know, especially in the clinch, because he does have good clinch work as we've seen. You know, he does do well, he does he does do well in the clinch as we've seen. You know, when guys utilize upper body movements on him, upper body attacks in the clinch, he does do well. So that's something to take into account. But the one big question that like I said before, Dan Hardy hit it right on the head. It's not a matter of Islam can Islam take him down, which we know he can. It's, can he keep him down? That's a big, big thing. And that's a, you know, that's a big, big thing. Islam Makachev, you know, he's a Sambo guy. Everybody knows it. Him, Khabib, all those guys. But it's clear that his, that he falls more into the grappling side of Sambo than the striking side of Sambo. And as I've said before, you know, Activity is one of the, you know, a high, high activity is one of the best weapons to use against a grappler or a wrestler because their cardio, it takes a lot of energy to take somebody down and it takes a lot of energy to keep somebody down. It's, a, you know, and if you notice, whether if you watch grappling matches or if you watched, you know, fights, that there's always a pause every time a takedown is initiated, there's always a moment of, of, um, There's like a moment. There's always like a stall. You know, there's always a moment of stalling. And the reason why is because that that wrestler or grappler who initiated the takedown is trying to get their second win. They're trying to what I like to call is, is trying to rest and reset because it takes us so much energy to take somebody to the ground and it takes so much energy to keep somebody to the ground. They spend a good – they spend like a good little piece of that moment after the takedown oh, to catch their breath, get reset, and then start working again. And this and this even happens on the feet. You see it all the time after doing a certain amount of work or going in for a takedown or putting up somebody against the fence. What they'll do is – is what the, what do they do? And we've seen this before. They'll back up. They'll start avoiding the fight. You know they'll start throwing like half-ass strikes to try to keep you at bay. They'll they'll clinch up and kind of hold you or hold on to something to to stall you out. You know, a la you know Aljamain Sterling versus Peter Yan. If you look at their second fight. Aljamain Sterling was gassed after those 3 rounds. He was tired. What did he do? He started stalling. He started utilizing stalling tactics to avoid the fight because he knew. He's like, shit, cuz the stalling tactic because he knew he couldn't he he needed that moment, he needed that moment to rest and reset. So, and that's you know, and that's the case with a lot of wrestlers and grapplers, is they always need that moment to rest and reset, and sometimes it's on the ground, sometimes it's on the feet, you know, they're, they'll be circling away, or you'll see them kind of just hold, take a breath, or they'll just hold on to whatever it is they got while taking a breath, and that's usually how it is, and since Islam is very grappling heavy, you know, and I'm he's a big dude for 155, so that... Like I've always said, losing weight, gaining weight, always affects your style and your cardio. So, without a doubt, I mean, there's a good, you know, you have to take into an account, you know, if he can't get Volkanovski, if he can't, you know, if Volkanovski just keeps the activity going despite being taken down, he keeps working, he keeps moving, he doesn't stop. And he, and, as soon as they hit on and and as soon as they get back onto the feet, he jumps on Islam Makachev, putting the you know throwing volume, pushing the activity, making him move his legs. Islam could lose the fight. Volkanovsky can beat him, but to but it can beat him, but it's just a matter of you know. Can Volkanovski stay active enough to where he can get up from the takedown, and not only that, manage to be active enough to put you know jump on Islam Makachev? That's the that's the big question because we we've, we've seen you know Islam when he when he gets you down he puts a lot of pressure and it takes a lot it he puts a lot of pressure and it sucks the life out of you literally, so. And that's the, the million-dollar question. Can he keep him down? Because Alexander Volkanovsky is very active, both on the feet, on the ground. Like, I know people keep saying, yeah, Chad Mendes. At Chad. Yes, Chad Mendes took him down, but he could never maintain the position, even when he had his back. Why? Because Volkanovsky never stopped working. He never stopped moving. Even though he was taking down, he was already working his way up. He had his back take, he was already working on getting out, and that's why. That, that, that's why, and, and that's why he doesn't, he, his major weapon is him being extremely active, both on the feet, on the ground, any position. And if he can, and if he can utilize his activity and keep that going, and if he can continuously utilize it, I'm sorry, and if he can, and if he utilizes his activity, both on the feet, on the ground, he he's constantly putting the volume, he's constantly pushing the pace, he doesn't, he, he He goes forward that's another big one he's got to go forward same way he did on Chad Mendes as soon as he got up, he jumped right on him same thing with Darren Elkins got right up, jumped right got up, jumped right back on him as, as, as long as he does that as long as he maintains the activity both on the feet on the ground, as soon as they get back up on the feet, he jumps on Islam and he keeps that pace he keeps that activity. Islam could lose the fight Islam could lose the fight. And that's the thing. And if and if Islam can't keep Volkanovsky on the ground, if it's constantly, you know, and I know Javier Mender said, oh, if he gets up, we'll just take him down again. Yeah, well, easier said than done, you know, because after a while, when you're con- that that takes a lot of energy out of you constantly taking a guy down after he gets back up and taking him down and get to get back up. It takes a lot of energy out of you, you know. Whether whether you're the guy getting taken down or you're the guy giving the takedown, it takes a lot of energy out of you going doing the back and forth, the constant get up, get down, get up, get down. James Brown. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it takes a lot of energy out of you. So, if he can do that, you know, but if he, if he can utilize his activity, he could win the fight. If he, if he utilizes that activity and every time he gets on the feet, he jumps on Volk, jumps on Islam Makachev. He doesn't let him have that moment of rest and reset at any given time, whether it's on the feet or on the ground, he can win the fight. But if he can't do that, you know, Islam's just going to, if he can't do that, Islam's just going to, Islam's going to crush him. Islam's gonna beat him. The other thing you also have to understand too is I know a lot of people keep saying that Volkanovski's is gonna have the advantage of speed. I don't think so. Because as we've said before, as I've said before, losing weight, gaining weight, it always affects your style and your cardio. And yes, he is moving up, what is it? Like, it's like five, 10 pounds. Yeah, it's like between 145, 155, it's about like. Yeah, it's about like five to 10 pounds and stuff. So even though that's not much, that's like what, five to 10 pounds between 145, 155. So even though that's not much, you know, to like a normal person, it can still it it, it can it can still make a huge difference. In the fight, that little bit of weight, that little bit of weight, whether you lose it or gain it, can make a huge difference in your performance. And you have to think he's so used to being fast, he's so used to always being mobile. That extra five to 10 pounds could compromise that. That extra five to 10 pounds could compromise his speed. He may not be as fast. We have to take that into, at, you know, like I know it's only 5 to 10 pounds, you know, he's not making a huge jump, but we have to, you know, it's not like, for instance, it's not like Connor, for example, who made like a huge jump from 145 to 170, but, it, but even either way, it doesn't matter because that 5 to 10 pounds, even if it was just a pound, could make a huge difference in the fight and it this and that extra 5 to 10 pounds may compromise his speed it may compromise his movement you know his body like and i've said this with john jones you know his body was so is is you got to think of how long he's been fighting his body has gotten used to you have to take into account that his body has gotten used to moving around at 145 you know it's gotten used to moving around at 145. It's got used to being in positions at 145. All his movements that he does, all his strategies are based off of the fighting in that weight class, fighting in that weight, fighting as a 145er. 155, the game plan, the, the his, his skills, his strategy, his all-around approach, just his, his movement, his speed, his power, it changes. It changes drastically and that's something you have to take in consideration going into that fight of is this how much of that extra 5 to 10 pounds is going to make a difference going into this fight it may compromise his speed it may compromise his movement it may compromise his cardio it may compromise his all around style cuz remember you know he's his whole style is like it, it, i mean for a 145er it's great for a 145er but the question is will it be great for a 155 you know what you got away with at 145 it ain't gonna always is not this doesn't just because the stuff you got away with at for just because you got away with stuff at 145 doesn't mean you're going to get away with it at 155 or a weight class below her like we've been seeing that with a lot of guys who are jumping weight classes they're so used to either being the bigger man or being the faster man or whatever it is and then and their style was so based off of Fighting in that weight class, dealing, you know, fighting in that weight class that when they try to use that same style in a different weight class, they realize, okay, well, this style doesn't work because I'm dealing with a completely different set of fighters, you know, and that's a, that's something that, and that's something that's, you know, that's a really big question going into future fight, into the future fight with John Jones, with Cyril Gan, but as of right now, and, you know, but as of right now, that's the main question Cyril Ghan and Islam Makashev is how is, you know, how is this, how is this extra 5 to 10 pounds going to affect his style and his physicality? You know, when it comes to his speed, his movement, and his cardio, how is it going to affect him? You know, you know, because like I said, that extra, you know, because how is it going to affect your style? You know, how is it going to affect his style and his physicality when it comes to his speed, his movement, you know his his cardio, his technique, his strategy. How is it going to affect him? Because remember all the stuff he got away with at 145, he may not be able to he he probably isn't he may not be able to get away with at 155, you know. You know, and they're at 155, you know, there's going to be a lot of adjustments he has to make. You know, he's, yes, he got away with a lot of stuff at 145, but that's 145. You're dealing with a completely different set of fighters. 155, it's different. So, you know, that, that's, that's a million-dollar question right there. That's one of the million-dollar questions. Um, overall, I mean, do I see this fight ending early? I can, but I kind of see this fight probably going the distance, I see this fight going the distance. I think this fight is going to be more competitive than people give it credit for. I don't think these guys are going to just come in and try to destroy each other. Because they know how good each, each other, they know how good the other fighter is. So, they're going to be smart. They're going to be tactical. I mean, if they get a finish early, great. But this is kind of like what I said with, you know, Carlos, Sparza, Rose, Nama, Eunice, you know, Adesanya versus you know Alex Pereira. You know, of course that fight ended in a stoppage, but I said this fight, this fight most likely will be very boring. When you when you take two guys who are of the highest caliber, they're not gonna go balls to the wall. They're gonna play their cards right. Now, if they have an opportunity to get the finish, they will. But they're not gonna they're not gonna blow their wad or get reckless. They're gonna be smart, they're gonna be tactical, so Don't be surprised if this fight is boring or, you know, don't be surprised if this fight is boring or you see a lot of like you don't see a lot of activity coming from each fighter throughout the throughout the majority of the fight, because, I mean, you're talking about two guys who are at like the highest caliber. So but that's my breakdown and see you Saturday.